Welcome to Essential Cyber, the podcast for business owners, operators, and leaders looking to stay ahead of the game in the world of cyber threats. My name is Sagar Pandya, and I'll be your host for this journey into the ever-evolving world of cybersecurity. As a business owner and leader, you know that cybersecurity is more important than ever before. With the increasing reliance on technology and internet in today's business world, it's essential to have a strong understanding of the risks and vulnerabilities faced by your business and the steps you can take to protect yourself. In this podcast, we'll explore the latest trends and developments in cybersecurity and provide practical advice and tips for protecting your organizations from cyber threats. So join us on this journey to better understand and protect your business from the ever-present digital threats. We are here to help build confidence and resilience in today's organizations to continue the fight against cyber threats. What up world, Sagar here. Welcome to Essential Cyber. In today's episode, we'll be discussing cybersecurity best practices for remote workers and how to ensure the security of your organization while your users are working remotely. As you all know, remote work can bring a number of benefits to organizations, but it also introduces some potential security risks. For example, employees may be using their own devices or working on unsecured networks, which can potentially expose you to cyber threats. This is especially true if you are unable to see the inside of your employees' home networks and the threats that may be waiting for a connection to be established to your business or your organization. So it's important to be aware of these risks and take steps to mitigate them in order to ensure the security of data, especially in 2023 and beyond, where remote work has become part of business strategy for many organizations around the world. So what can you do to secure your business or organization? Let's talk about it. First and foremost, using something called Secure Access Secure Edge or SASE. Encourage your employees to use this when accessing your organization's network remotely to help you secure your data and protect the internet connection and information flow. Now, you may be asking yourself, Sagar, what the heck is SASE? SASE, again, stands for Secure Access, Secure Edge, and I'll do a specific episode on that later in the future, but it's essentially a replacement, in my opinion, of VPN. Traditionally, when you set up VPN, you're setting up a connection for your remote worker to dial in or connect into your office network so that folders and applications can be accessed. The challenge that we've seen with VPN is the need to have to provide access to everything internally in order to access the VPN connection altogether. So you may have a remote employee that VPNs in and now has access to every folder and directory that lives on your internal infrastructure This may not always be the case because obviously you can create policies to prevent that. But VPN is essentially a tunnel into your network. And if there's a cyber threat or some type of ransomware infection sitting on a user's personal device, as soon as that VPN connection is established, you can bet that the infection that's waiting is going to make itself move through the VPN tunnel and into the organization. SASE, which is a new type of connection, Secure Access, Secure Edge, is a way for users to not have to rely on an internal firewall or a cloud-based firewall that your IT team has to manage. And it allows you to dictate what specific applications and folders that they're enabled to access. So just a much cleaner way and a new trend that we're seeing in 2023 and beyond. You should also consider a zero trust architecture or ZTA. 
Zero Trust assumes everyone is a threat until identification is made and continually done at every stage. This allows you to keep threats out of the organization because you are requiring the fact that the user has to identify themselves across every step. Obviously, this is a issue when it comes to convenience, but it greatly increases your ability to keep unauthorized users outside of the organization. This one's obvious, but we still have to state it. Using strong passwords, ensuring your employees are using strong and unique passwords for all business accounts and devices, and be very meticulous to enforce and encourage your users to use unique passwords across the board. The last thing you want is some of your employees' social media accounts to get breached, only to find out that the username and password used on those accounts match exactly what's been set up at your organization, giving attackers access to that identity with very little ease. You also want to use two-factor authentication. I talk about this a lot across all of my episodes, and I'm a big proponent of using it, using two-factor as an additional layer of security for all of your accounts, whether it's SASE or VPN, Microsoft 365, Google Workspace, accessing any particular web applications that you're using, accessing any particular directories within the organization. And C-level folks, I'm always going to call you out on these episodes. You have to be the ones that drive this change. Be the model of behavior that employees should follow. You are not exempt from the security policies that your organization puts into play because they have to apply and be followed by all. You want to also encourage the use of security software. There's been a lot of talk around BYOD, bring your own device, where employees prefer to use their personal devices to conduct business activity just for ease of sake of easiness and just for the convenience of them to have to carry less devices. Employees want to use their own personal devices in order to access business information. Each organization is different and it really depends on what type of BYOD policy you implement, but having some type of visibility, some type of remote monitoring agent, some type of security software that your IT and security teams can use so that these personal devices are not a blind spot for your security program and a potential point of risk. You also want to encourage the use of security software. So encouraging employees to use security software such as EDR, right, endpoint detection and response, MDR, managed detection and response. You want to use two-factor authentication even on the machine login level. You want to use IPS or IDS on the devices so that if there's an anomaly that happens, your technology teams can quickly identify it. And then you also want to provide that across the board for all of your infrastructure. So the more cohesive level of security software deployment you have, the better your IT and security teams will be able to react in the face of an incident. And then finally, for remote working, always be educating your employees on best practices. Give them the tools and resources that they can use to make better judgment calls so that at the end of the day, when you have a team that has the ability to work hybrid, whether it's in the office or remotely, you know that they have the best intentions in mind, they have the right training to make the best decisions, and they have a place to report something so that they don't get called out and turn into an embarrassing event for them across the company. In addition to implementing the security measures, there's also a few things you can do to help manage remote work and ensure security of your organization. You can establish clear policies for remote work, including guidelines for the use of personal devices and handling of sensitive data, just like we talked about. You should be conducting regular security audits through your systems and processes so that you know you're secure and compliant. Even if you are in an industry that's not really regulated, it's always best practices to make this a regular occurrence. 
And then again, I talked about the ongoing training with users, giving them the tools and resources so that they understand the culture of shared responsibility you're trying to create within your organization. And finally, the C-level folks, you have to be the model of change. Drive this from the top down. Encourage your employees to think about cyber habits and cyber hygiene. Continue having these conversations. Continue sending the same message. Repeat it over and over again so that people understand that this team sport of cybersecurity is going to be everyone's responsibility. In conclusion, remote work can present, can present some potential security risks, but by taking the appropriate steps to secure your business and managing remote work, you can help to ensure the security of your organization. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Essential Cyber. Join us next time for more insight into the world of cybersecurity for businesses. I'm your host, Sagar Pandya, and as always, stay safe out there.